Go. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Mike. We host the Cinescape Magazine podcast and a couple of Average Joes. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, wherever your favorite podcast app is. And make sure to tell your friends and family and search for Cinescape Magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, how you doing? 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 Lumet, Lumet, Lumet. Anyway, it's directed by that guy, starring Albert Finney, and uh, a whole I, bunch of people. Yeah, and I picked that one on purpose because we went and saw the uh, remake this week as well. So anyway, it's got Sir John Gilgood in it, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Anthony Perkins. He's very perky in that movie. Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman. Wow. Yeah, it's got the cast. It's got the very big cast. All right, and what are you doing today, my friend? We'll get to it when we get to it. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Aqua Teen Hunger Force the movie. <laughs> I've never seen that one. I've never seen it either until it was on a couple nights ago. So. I would love to be able to do the voice of Carl. Carl is fucking awesome. Awesome character. He's a piece of shit, but he's hilarious. All right. <laughs> All right. I, dude, this is not going to be a long uh, review, just so you know, uh, which actually works since we're going to be going to the movie soon. Anyway, um, yeah, I decided to uh, after watching the the 2017 remake with Kenneth Branagh, uh, I decided to go back and watch the 1974 film because I I just had a feeling I, I wanted some more context to the whole thing like Excuse that. Me. So because I also wanted to see what what similarities the remake would have to the original, you know. So I I, I fucking I caught the four bucks and I I rented it on HD on on my cable, and uh, you know what. I'm up and down about it. I, 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 there's things about the the remake I like better, and there's things about the original that um, I think played out a little better. Uh, for example, the old movie, most of it feels like I'm watching a made-for-TV movie. Um, just the, the the film quality of it. Um, it's also from seventy. Oh yeah, seventy four. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's English. Also, uh, the music is way too fucking playful for the subject matter. For how serious it gets when it comes to dealing with the the, the you know the murder of uh of uh oh fuck I can't remember Ratchet yeah well yeah the murder of Ratchet and and you know and and the accusations that fly across the train um it the, the, yeah like I said music's way too playful for, in tone for that um also the the character of Poirot played by Albert Finney who holy shit I didn't even realize that was Albert Finney until after I watched the movie um he was nominated for an Oscar for that shit he deserved it. Holy fuck, dude! If you've seen Albert Finney in, in Annie from 1982, oh. or or Aaron Brockovich, um, fucking guys, uh, Last Starfighter, was he in that? Uh-huh. Huh. Okay, um, Last Starfighter. Uh, he is, yeah, the guy, very versatile um, when playing uh, Poirot. So handsome man. <laughs> so yeah, he also was uh, the guy who turned. I don't um, think he was in Last Starfighter. He's also the guy that turned, I believe, with the guy's name was David Webb into Jason Bourne. 
Oh yeah. So, um, yes, welcome to the the last actually really good uh, Bourne movie, which was uh, the. He Bourne was Ultimate. in Wolfen. That's what he was in. Oh, Wolfen. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Anyway, he played Daddy Warbucks in Annie, which was awesome. He was really good in that. So. Um, him playing Poirot, um, yeah, stunning. I, I heard that he had to spend hours and hours in makeup um, while doing it. And also, he, he was uh, doing a stage play at the same time. And he, the, the, cool, the, the, the story is, is that he actually had people, because um, he couldn't get any sleep, he had people pick him up while he was sleeping, transport him in, his, in a gurney, and do makeup on him in between the play, the theater, and between the film set uh-huh. um, in the middle of the night while he would sleep, just so he could get all the shit handled. That, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what they knock him out with fucking tranquilizer. <laughs> so, um, but he he definitely stands out in this movie because the problem is, even though this movie's about t- fifteen minutes longer than the remake, uh, it feels like it stretches itself thin with all of the. Um, characters that are in it um no one has their chance to shine in my opinion sean connery he only has a few moments where he um, actually has some dialogue um i don't recall the only one i can think of that stood out to me besides finney was um lauren bacall and lauren bacall is played by um michelle pfeiffer in the in the remake um lauren bacall was really fucking good in the in the role um, also, I like the playful tone. If you remember in the in the remake, um, that that weird fucking bespectacled scientist that Willem Dafoe plays, in this one, that character is played by another actor. I can't remember his name, but he's always at the whole time that um, every time that uh, Poirot is interviewing people on the train um, separately, that guy's with him. And and also the 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 guy who runs the train, his his buddy, uh, I think is pronounced Book, who's played by an older gentleman in that movie. Uh, was played by a younger person in the in the remake. Um, every time Poirot interviews somebody, he'll go, "Oh, he's guilty. That one's guilty, <laughs> right?" And it just it's funny, the, the, the playful tone, right? But then it gets serious again, and and so and <clears throat> do I like the movie? Yes, I do. I, I think it's it's definitely a little bit dated, but it's also it it's good at picking up all the little quirks of of the Poirot character. Um, he also has the mustache guard. I forgot to mention that when we did our, our um, review for the for the remake. But yeah. um, he has a mustache guard as well. It's just not as – it doesn't stand out as much. It's more like the kind of shit you put over your eyes when you're trying to sleep right. but instead for a mustache. Um, and, you know, he does the thing with the eggs and, and, and other stuff. So, it, you know, you can tell that there's things that they took specifically from the book and, and put in, in there. Um, and so, yeah, it's just – yeah, like, it's worth seeing and it's a classic. But to me, I'm I'm spoiled. By things that have been done afterwards, you know what I mean. So that that's kind of I have a tainted view when it comes to a movie like this. But um, I think that if you're into the Agatha Christie mysteries and stuff like that, it's definitely worth seeing. And that's all I got. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. I told you it was going to be a short one, man. Okay. I saw Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. Oh, I love me, Rob. <laughs> that's pretty good. Little girls, there, boys. Um. Oh, what a weird fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, like, as if the TV show isn't weird enough, yeah. the movie takes it to the next step. Um, you have Dana Snyder, who plays uh, <laughs> Master Shake, mm-hmm. Carrie Means, who plays uh, uh, Frylock, uh-huh. uh, Dave Willis, who does Meatwad, <laughs> Rob. then you have Mike Schatz, Andy Merrill, C. Martin Croker, who I think does um, Carl. Bruce Campbell, Neil Peart, 
or Parrot, and Chris Catan. <laughs> you love Chris Catan, Mike. Uh, I love me some Chris Catan. <laughs> Not. I don't even know where to go with this. I'm glad it made its money back. <laughs> oh, it did. I mean, yeah, it it, it more than made its money back. I mean, almost 10 times its money. Um, the beginning of the movie starts with a group of theater snacks, the Soda Dog Refreshment Band. Yeah. And they sing until they're... Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah, they sing until they're interrupted by another snack band, which is done by Mastodon. <laughs> then they proceed to loudly sing their own bizarre theater rules before finishing a guitar solo. Okay. And they're all up in everybody's face, and they're just screaming and yelling. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> And then the movie starts off in Egypt, where Shake, Frylock, and Meatwad break free from the Sphinx, literally from the Sphinxster, uh-huh. <laughs> and are attacked by an oversized poodle who kills Frylock before Shake defeats it. And it turns out that Shake's just telling the story, and oh, okay. they're back at home, right? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop there. Like the whole thing is just it, this fucking weird random story. Yeah. So you know. Shake and, Shake and Meatwad flee with Frylock's corpse and meets Abraham Time Lincoln. And he helps revive Frylock, but, you know, it doesn't work. And they escape in a wooden rocket ship. Lincoln is shot, changing the timeline and resulting in the Confederate States of America's victory. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm reading the fucking synopsis. Yeah, all it's this weird shit. All this, however, is an elaborate story concocted by Shake to explain their the origin their origin to Meatwad. And then... It, and then <laughs> A triangular slice of watermelon named Walter <laughs> is flying about in a spaceship made from a hollowed-out watermelon. He begins observing events of the Aqua Teens on Earth, including a backyard concert performed by Meatwad, all unfolding according to his plan. Uh, Walter Mellon is joined in the ship by Neil Pert from Rush, sitting at his drums. <laughs> drum solo. Neil, do a drum solo. <laughs> the whole thing is... like The meat, the, the meat of the story yeah. is um, the evil doctor... That, that created them, that, supposedly? That supposedly created them. Yeah. Creates this fucking machine, the Insanoflex, where it's it turns into a robot, you know, and destroys the city. Yeah. But Carl is the guy that gets sucked into the Insanoflex. Of course, of course. he does. So Carl turns, so it all it does is, you know, make Carl exercise. Yeah. And then, like, near <laughs> the end of the movie, Carl is this huge fucking He's enormous, ripped. yeah, uh, World Atlas fucking looking guy. <laughs> bigger. Okay. Like he's just enormous. He's just muscular. What about abomination from yeah, the Yeah, he, like, he looks like the Hulk. <laughs> and he's got this new girlfriend, right? Does she look like a whore? A dirty whore? Yeah, she looks like a dirty whore. <laughs> Carl loves the dirty whores. <laughs> See, I can kind of do his voice. Kind of. I can kind of do his voice. I love his voice, man. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> uh, the robot plays Pay dance. Pay me to rent. Yeah, the the robot plays dance techno music and heads for downtown Philadelphia while yeah. Carl's strapped in and is forced to exercise. Eventually, the robot begins laying metallic spherical eggs, which hatch into smaller versions of the machine. It's it, it, goddamn, it's really funny. Then you have you know, like all sorts of different other characters throughout throughout the TV show appear, yeah. like MCP Pants, uh, who is a spider, uh-huh. right? Who uh, gets reincarnated as a fly. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's a, okay. Dr. Weird. That's what it is. As they travel to a possible lead back to Dr. Weird's asylum, Frylock begins to tell the origin story of the Aqua Teens. They are created by Dr. Weird along with a chicken nugget who had gone by the name of Chicken Biddle. <laughs> In the flashback, Dr. Weird proclaims that the Aqua Teens were created for one purpose, to crash a jet into a brick wall. 
Realizing the pointlessness of this mission, Frylock diverted the jet and set a course to Africa where they would use their intelligence to solve world hunger. Upon entering Africa, Biddle was attacked and eaten by a lion, and the remaining Aquatines then tried to help a small village but instead scared them away. Uh, After realizing they could not be helped, uh, they returned to America and rented out what is now their house in New Jersey. Shake and Meatwad state they do not remember any of this, but Frylock explains it was because they were too busy playing Game Boy to pay (laughs) any attention. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, Carl. Carl meets this girl named Linda, who's also a uh, uh, a, a weightlifter, right? Yeah. But it turns out that it's Doctor Weird in disguise, <laughs> and every time he rips, he, he has a disguise. He rips it off. It's like he disguises himself as a chicken. He disguises himself as this weird mutant-looking uh, creature. Okay. It, it, but he always rips it off. It's just it's like the, a disgusting, real you know meat meat bag yeah right and he just tears right through it and then goes aha right in his own weird <laughs> yeah. way um so i love my, my my girlfriend named linda yeah so he cuts off carl's muscles and grafts them onto his own body and then frylock and dr weird fight while they argue back and forth about who created whom okay you who know made who All yeah right. so and it's really funny because you see dr weird doing this old old-timey boxing thing you know like from the nine early 1900s with his fists up you know kind of curled towards you and and he's and he's dancing back and forth and and boxing and fighting while while uh frylock is using his fries to beat him up right okay it, it just goes on and on and on until until the point where you know, Dr. Word claims that it was Frylock who created him. Dr. Word shows Frylock a teddy bear filled with razor blades, but Shake keeps trying to pick it up. <laughs> the blue diamond on Frylock's back hides a VCR in which a videotape with false memories of Dr. Word creating them has been planning in Frylock's head. Frylock also admits that he's a transsexual lesbian trapped in a man's body. And then Walter Mellon shows up. Uh, Do the Moon Knights ever show up? Yeah, the Moon Knights show up. I, you know what the, the 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 guy who does the the, the voice for the head Moon Knight, the big uh, one, yeah, he always sounds like to me like he's Will Ferrell. Yeah, um, I know it's not him, but it, he fucking straight up sounds like him. Everything's better on the moon. Yeah, you get the uh, the moon. You get the the Plutonians, Emery and Oglethorpe, the 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 spiky dudes. The cybernetic ghost explains the two aliens the story of the Insanoflex machine, mm-hmm. and you know it's a cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future on the board. Uh, Dancing is forbidden. <laughs> The Moon and Knights. The Moon and Knights show up. They they're, they're there. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh Zula, the Mike Ruler, the old schooler. <laughs> see this. The ghost of the cybernetic ghost explains to the two aliens the story of the Insanoflex machine, which you know when assembled will exercise a man into a super being who will attract all the women on Earth, leading to massive inbreeding and then eventual extinction of mankind. To prevent this, the ghost traveled to the past and stole a single screw that holds the machine together. The Plutonians point out to him that to get it assembled, someone could just buy another screw or shove a pencil into the screw hole. <laughs> you know, if you like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, this movie is fun. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. It's Aqua Teen 100%. It's not insane. It's Insano Flex. It's Insano Flex. Um, they, they really actually bring the entire story together from from the cartoon series uh-huh. you know we find out who made who yeah type of thing we we find out more about uh dr weird and his and his uh his, his asylum that uh they're making into apartments you know uh-huh. and the fact that uh let's see here um oh a shake kills meatwad but but uh walter melon 
Tells Neil to play the drum solo of life to bring Meatwad back. Oh, I feel so much better. Meanwhile, Shake tries to pick up the teddy bear for a second time and loses his other hand. Shake forgets about the hand and leaves it. Meanwhile, loves his teddy bear. Walter Mellon explains he created Aqua Teens and all the other characters, including the Insanoflex. His plan was so that they would all eventually kill each other, and Walter would inherit all their real estate in order to create the Insano Gym. <laughs> that was the whole point. God, why even write this down? It's like so fucking insane. I know. Uh, everyone, however, informs Walter that they all rent and do not own any property. So Walter's plan is pretty much useless. Yeah. Uh, Walter storms off in a ship, threatening to tell their mother. Just then the teens see their alleged mother standing before them, revealed to be a nine-layer bean burrito. <laughs> uh, uh, Shake jumps out the window. Meatwad hugs her, and Frylock states, that's neat. In an abrupt end, the Soda Dog Refreshment Gang comes on screen again and sings the audience out. Um, the fact that they find Carl without his muscles... And he's, he's still got his hands, though. His hands in his head. Yeah. And it's just the rest of him is a skeleton, and he's still talking. <laughs> get me out of here! Right? Go get me out of here, guys! <laughs> and then Neil Pert. Now, Neil Pert is like the drum set. So it's just like Neil Pert, and then every time he walks, yeah. he, the bass are his feet. So you, you can hear him go clunk, 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 clunk with the bass. <laughs> That's so stupid. Right? <laughs> and then he starts, he, he sits down next to uh, um, Carl. And he starts to play a little bit, and Walter, Walter goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then Neil gets up and walks away. <laughs> thump, 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 thump. So, and there's there's small things like that. This is, I mean, it's not a great movie, but God damn it, it's funny if you're if you're a fan of Aqua Teen. I know I've already said that, but. Um, Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey's in it as the nine-layer burrito. Fred Armisen. Uh, George I'm, Lowe's I was Space Ghost. If, I wonder if MC Chris was in there. Right. Isaac Hayes. H. John Benjamin, John Glazer, <laughs> uh, Mastodon, Chris Catan as Walter Mellon, Bruce Campbell as Chicken Biddle, C. Martin Croker as Dr. Weird and Steve. Space Ghost is in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find who plays Carl. Uh, who does Carl? Uh, does someone know who does my voice? Apparently you do. <laughs> Carl Prut- <laughs> Bruton Put- Put- Anna... Anna Deluski. Bruton Anna Dana Deluski. Sure. Bruton Anna Dana Deluski. Anna and Anna and Anna Deluski. Bruton Anna 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 Deluski. I'm gonna search for him. Stop saying my name. <laughs> He's fifty five years old. <laughs> Guy, I love a wife beater. Dave Dave Willis does his voice. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I know I see him. They're very big. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good morning there, little man. <laughs> Decided that you're pissing me off. So I put two and two together there, and I realized you two were pissing me off. Oof. <clears throat> God damn it. There's some voices that are just so fucking great. I, I love hearing them. All right. So, are you okay? Well, you highly recommend it for, uh, for, for Aqua Teen fans. Yeah. Um... 28, 28 reviews compiled. Metacritic reported that the film movie for theaters has received an average of 54 out of 100, which labeled it mixed reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an approval rating of 48% and a consensus stating the non-sequitur humor of Aqua Teen Hunger Force will surely appeal to its fan base, but for the uninitiated, the premise wears thin. Uh, it still made money, so who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, Ebert and Roper... Uh, Richard Robert criticized the film's <laughs> runtime, though he said the first five minutes of the film were funny. I don't know what that means. 
Hey, look, they're planning a sequel. There's been mention of producing a sequel entitled Death Fighter, which, you know, while little has been confirmed. I wonder if I'm going to get my muscles back. Uh, Dave Willis stated no script was written. The movie will be released in spring 2009. Though he stated that <laughs> so Death that Fighter the was a t-shirt. Pay me. Sons of whores. <laughs> I get tired of paying the whores. He later mentioned on Reddit that it would cost $3 million to produce and express interest in doing Kickstarter. Uh, he re- reportedly stated that the movie could potentially be released in the next two years. However, that's already passed. So blah, blah, blah. I, I don't really foresee something happening with Aqua Teen Hunger Force. The sequel, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I think it'll probably be made for TV kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm about right there, you know, like a four, four and a half. Okay. You know, it's if you don't understand... If you don't understand the movie in and of itself, then you're, you're not going to understand. Yeah. If you don't get it, you're not going to understand it, so it doesn't matter. All right, so uh, last thing, uh, Deadpool trailer came out. Yep, Deadpool and... Um, Rampage. Rampage, that's right. <laughs> yeah, what a way to over-convolute a simple story. Yeah. God damn. Oh, The Rock, he's got a friend. Oh, he's dressed exactly the same way as in Jumanji. Like, like he was like going in between film sets, dressed as the same fucking guy. And it's directed Didn't by... Didn't he dress the same way in um, San Andreas, too? Also um, in the rundown, maybe. No, no, in the rundown, he was wearing a suit. Um, but Until he got to the jungle. Well, yeah, the jungle fucked him up, and then he was out. The suit got mangled. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's directed by the guy who did San Andreas as well. Yeah. So you know what you're going to be getting, right? Nothing. And it, yeah, dude, oh, uh, dude, The Rock's got a fucking gorilla buddy. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. If another Brett Ratner movie comes out, I would rather see Rampage. Oh, you know what? Rampage, we should see just to have make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like, 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 if there's nothing out that week, we'll, you know, if there's nothing out that week, you know, we'll go see, we'll go see uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. You mean? <laughs> no, I'm talking, like this year. Rampage. This year. You know what I mean? If there's nothing out that week, I don't think there will be though. But you know what I mean. So doesn't Jumanji come out in December? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what comes out in December? Well, yeah, but we're not seeing Star Wars every fucking week. We may. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dispute that. <laughs> Depends on. Uh, right. So yeah, you're right. So yeah, Rampage looks dumber and shit. Um, Deadpool, <laughs> the Deadpool thing looks really funny. Yeah, they take a little a, bit of yellow snow. Dude, him waking up in a fucking casket. That was funny. Um, you saw the part where uh, was it? Uh, Dopender is um, is fucking firing a gun next to him, or what was it? I can't remember what Dopender. Because all the scenes were really fucking quick. But him doing the Bob Ross thing. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I, oh, I need to, I need to jerk it for a second. Hold on, <laughs> I need to whack it. <laughs> yeah, gonna whack it. <laughs> no. So yeah, so we've gotten two Deadpool sequel trailers so far since Logan came out, and they they aren't telling you shit about this sequel, which I'm fine with. Tease me, baby. Tease. What me. the fuck is this? Extended. It's probably got the Wolver- the Logan intro mixed in with the with the new one. I don't want to see this. Why do people dis- why do people do this? Told you. They, uh, well, yeah. Thanks, Joe Blow. Wasting our time. <laughs> <laughs> trailer's two minutes long, so the, the new one's two minutes. Yeah, this is this isn't even the new trailer. Extended teaser trailer. <clears throat> and that's just four minutes long. Not big on cats. <laughs> I've always loved you, Jenna. But you won't marry me. There we go. I love his hair. Getting wet on wet. Clockwork Orange. Girls of Indigo. Soylent Green. Men in Black. Box Office Gold. Doc Brown. Pretty in Pink. Silver Delicious. Yellow Snow. Reddit. 
Betty White. That's <laughs> now the person that did the painting in the background right here. Yeah. His name is Brian Rude. He does a lot of uh, Star Wars stuff, like Matt Bush and stuff. Okay. Um, but he had to keep quiet about it, so he had to do the Bob Ross thing, while and then they put it on the the board. God, See, there's a, there's a different picture. Yeah. Happy trees. It's an awful tree. Don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he didn't even see what he drew on there, or he had a fucking crazy moment. Where he just didn't know where the fuck he was for a second. <laughs> what? Ross Bobart. Hug not drag. Blanche Devereaux. Table of weapons. Wayne Campbell. Boom goes the dynamite. Good stuff. Good shit. <laughs> Boom right. goes that. All right, so that's our flicks of the week. I don't think there's anything news related we need to talk about. Nope. Know, fuck. Fuck Fox. Yep. <laughs> all right. That's all so, I got. I'm Joe. Mike. Hey. Later. How you doing? Uh, Let's go see Justice League. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com and please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome.